0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
1: without further ado now it's time to get to the roman guest line we are joined now by our guy ken barkley one half of the hit show you better you bet part of the BetQL network ken thank you for joining the show what are you eating for dinner tonight oh
0: man dinner was uh it was a little bare bones. You know, we're trying to trying to take a couple pounds off here in the dead of winter, not exercising as much. So just like some grilled chicken and a wrap and some steamed broccoli. And just, you know, we're playing it real real lame, to be honest. <laughs> like nothing really that's worthy of discussion. Like, oh, what's, I, I come on and I'm like, what's your dipping sauce? Like, I mean, that leads to a viral 24-hour right. sensation. I don't, think, I don't think, like, what's your favorite green vegetable is necessarily going to lead to uh, to the same dynamic. So a little, a little lame. Lame dinner. It sounds like we're on a lot of the same stuff tonight. By the way, I was listening to Ryan, uh, his response to some of those scores. I I am definitely on Maryland against Michigan State. So hopefully that Maryland covers the three and a half in that game. I'm also on the over in that Bucks game. I'm on the first half over too, just because the Bucks sometimes get up like 100 to 50 and then just like turn the turn the car off basically, and the game goes under. So it sounds like we're on a bunch of the same stuff, which is great.
2: Are you on uh, Northwestern tonight? I am,
0: boy. It's so funny you bring up that game. I toyed with the idea, of, yeah like, it's how weird is it to see a team that loses every game close, <laughs> right? and as a dog and as a dog to everyone be favored I know <laughs> I, know. Like, I like, know what do you do just intuitively, like forget about making a number on the game, but with a team that's so predictable, like Northwest, like every game they play comes down it doesn't matter who the opponent is, right it comes down to the final possession. I just I couldn't bring myself to lay the points. So are you on Northwestern in that game? They I had to down. just
2: because, yeah, man, like, Rutgers just can't score. And it's 23 to 14. <laughs> it's 23 to – Rutgers has 14 points. There's eight minutes to go in the half. So I didn't feel great, but I was just like, what the hell am I missing here where they've lost eight of nine and they're favored by five? And I know it's Rutgers, and I was on them this weekend. And I love me some Ron Harper Jr., but they are a tough watch, man. They they just, like, they can't score. The They total... beat
0: Purdue. I know. Remember they beat Purdue. Like, how did – Speaking of like, that's like the Jags-Bills results of the college basketball season so far, just like a wild setup when we consider how those two teams have have developed over the course of this year.
2: And that's kind of what I wanted to ask you. I know we're going to talk Super Bowl here, but like as far as like your power ratings and just like how you're handicapping these college games, because... I mean, there's a lot of parody right now. There's some top teams, but also we've seen some crazy stuff. Alabama's another tough team. Like they get up for like the top matchups, like Gonzaga, but then like you know they they don't like get tonight. Bobby? Right, right. Like no, like I, well I love them tonight, especially his six point dogs. No, we
1: hate them tonight. They can't keep getting away <laughs> no, with this. No, they're they play trash they might, against regular teams. They might win out right. They might and win out right. Get up against Gonzaga and all this. No, the blue blood <laughs> getting up and getting hype. That is it's not sustainable. And my foot is getting put down tonight. Three units.
2: Yeah. Three. Yeah. So, so Ken, like, is this just like this year though your regular handicapping process? And how's the season been for you so far?
1: It's uh, it's
0: gone pretty well. The overnight bets like the market is still moving exactly in the direction that I would expect it to. So in that way, like nothing different is happening. Like I'm making bets earlier in the process, either overnight or like the morning of the game, the market is moving to my number. So everything about that, like if you just ignore what actually happens in the games, like business as usual, like, or not even business as usual, like what you would want to happen when you make bets early in the process, like you want the market to move as you think it's going to move. The results have been tricky in some spots. Now, some of that's going to be, like COVID protocol stuff early in the season was really weird. Some injury stuff really early in the year was weird. I feel like uh home dogs and conference play in a lot of spots this year have been particularly insane. And I wonder if that's because crowds are back obviously from last year to this yeah. year. And that's like somehow not still being factored in as like effectively as we could be doing it. Like in the just as an example, to bring up that Maryland game that, that you and I are both on, Ryan, like Big 10 home dogs in these spots have just been the absolute nuts. Like, they just can't lose. I mean, Penn State wins in double overtime last night against Iowa. Don't remind like, me. A, a, number, a number of spots. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry to bring that one up, apparently. Uh, just a number of spots where, you know, kind of these, like, you know, we're not talking about, like, 10 or 12 with a team that's no home court advantage, but, you know, like, these three- to six-point home dogs have just been insanely valuable in the right spots. So, uh Kyle's best has been going pretty well. Like overall, like probably up a little bit. The overnights are down a little bit, but to your point, yeah, just a little bit of a weird year in terms of some of the volatile teams that you mentioned with Alabama. Yeah. Uh, I think no clear dominant team, which I think we could probably all agree on. Like who's the number one team, like forget that Auburn's the number one team in the country. Like who's the best team? Like really it's, we're just going to go with Gonzaga again in that situation. And we're really going to do that. Is that really the right answer? Is it a team that maybe hasn't emerged yet? Is it a team like Duke potentially that's like actually playing pretty well? Um, it just, it'll be interesting down the stretch. Definitely not a dominant team and, uh, and home dogs in some of these situations. If you can find a reason night to night for the next three to four weeks to play on some of these home underdogs at small numbers, they almost just have to be valuable.
1: Oh, it kind of fits into Louisville at home tonight against UNC, right? I mean, we? who wants them in that game? You no, know. like, like I mean, the the team is falling apart. Yeah, they, they hate the each club. other, right? They right. kick the best player
0: off the team. Ken, yeah, that then, was like, the best. They, that was
2: the best part about Saturday. I didn't mean to cut you off. Against yeah. Duke, though, man, like nobody was even talking about the game. It was just like it. this I'm... team. This team hates each other. They and here, hate here, their coach. Here we're going
1: to go to this press conference. <laughs> Here's sixty seconds after the the player talking about how Rubel bad the coach is. that game. So the did I. So did I. It was
0: minus nine at the opener are you kidding? We were looking good. And it, and it closed, like, six and a
2: half. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I got to be in so good here. And I felt like I was in – I mean, three at the end of the first half was a disaster. But, like, I felt like I was in really good on that game. So, yeah, I mean, there's a perfect example. Like, the teams that no one wants – and these are always the numbers. And we can talk about Super Bowl eventually, but we got a lot of time. Like, the, the – that these these are always the games that you'll hear people, casual bettors, people in the space, be like trap games, right? Like they'll always use that term to describe yeah. stuff like this. So what they're actually, even if they don't realize it, what they're actually referring to is essentially a game where they're disregarding the value of home court advantage because, like, the trap game is always the small road favorite that's way better than the team they're playing against, but because they're playing at that team's place, the number's pretty small on the road. Like, that's the, that's always like, oh, trap game, and it's like, or... Home court in the Big Ten is worth like four and a half points. Yeah. <laughs> like or that's true. That's or one point. of those things. Like if that game so what was Michigan State tonight? Three and a half against Maryland, I think. Yes, they were. If that game is in if that game's in East Lansing, that's like eleven. Like to give you an idea of how much home court is worth. Like so it's just when I put it that way, is it really that crazy that it's three and like it's not a trap game. <laughs> like it's just home court is worth a ton. Yeah. And if you watch college basketball this year, you know that's true.
1: I also just hate my own team, Maryland. So like anytime I get to fade them, especially after they came back and beat well, Northwestern. They stink. Yeah, they, I mean, stink. they are awful. <laughs> and they and their coach was weak. Uh, that's why he's gone. Um yeah. Ken, let's talk about the Super Bowl. So we have like two drastic I I guess uh narratives coming into this thing. So, of course, Joe Burrow and this Cincinnati Bengals team are like the team of destiny. They're getting all the love. Joe is so cool. They went into Arrowhead and and did what needed to be done. Then on the opposite side, we're looking at a team that pretty much paid like I tweeted this out. It feels like they have like twelve future Hall of Famers on this team. Like they paid a lot of money to get all these stars, and it finally looks like it's paying off. As to now, they are in the Super Bowl. Do you have like an like what's the biggest overreaction? Do you think from either one of these teams on either one of these sides heading into the Super Bowl? Like a lot of people think. Joe Burrow is the guy and and he's going to go get it done because he's Joe cool. And then the people also think like, oh, this Rams team is like way too talented to fail. And they're just now putting things together. Like, is there an overreaction that you can pinpoint on either side and also kind of like a a, a gambling, of course, a gambling uh, uh, turn on that assessment?
0: Yeah, it's so funny you bring up the overreaction word, which I think is important in betting. It's For me, it's less about like the narratives coming into the game, and it's more about are those narratives or are things like home field advantage for the Rams playing in SoFi or mm. uh, their familiarity with playing in a Super Bowl because McVay and some of those players, Von Miller, et cetera, have played in a Super Bowl. Taylor was on the staff, but most of the Bengals haven't been near a game like this. Like those type of things. Okay, those are like important things to think about, are they causing the number to move, right? So I care much more about overreactions that cause numbers to move, right? So like uh, Louisville, we just talked about that game. Like now there's a team in a two game subset against Duke and North Carolina where like information or news about stuff that's going on with the team has caused massive overreactions to what's happening. Like you can document, well, the number should be this. Like Ken Pom makes it this. I make it this. And it's like five points more than that. So like that's where you can document an overreaction I don't know if something is happening in this game like that yet, but I was really surprised that the Rams took money and went from four to four and a half yeah. last night. I was actually really surprised by that. So my number, just it's the Super Bowl. There's, I'm not going to tell you the line's crazy off or it's like some billion-dollar money-making opportunity. It's the Super Bowl. Like, the number's going to be pretty efficient. Right. Uh, my number in the game is about four. I thought we'd be at four the whole week. And I just think this game sets up, like you mentioned, a bunch of the narratives that are going into the game, and Burrow kind of partly plays into this. The ga- this, this Super Bowl, although it's it's not like Rogers, Brady, Mahomes, these big names, it presents as like a really really fascinating game for to me for a really specific reason. There's something about the Bengals that's happening that people like me who like think about game handicap make numbers, and I'm one of a million. This doesn't make me seem special, but all of us that think about the game we're missing something yeah. is what's happening here. And that's okay. Like, it's okay that we're missing something and I can at least like be transparent and see that that's happening. And I even acknowledged it going into the AFC game last week, like got closing line value in the game, but maybe like I could have a blind spot for something that's happening with this team. And I just can't figure it out. They get out every game. They force a ton of seemingly like lucky mistakes from their opponent that aren't provoked by like good play. And like that just seems to happen over and over again. But when it happens three times in a row and it happens to the best team in the conference, okay, like, I can at least acknowledge maybe there's something going on here. So the game presents is interesting because if you like the Rams, the reasons you like the Rams are the same reason you would like the Chiefs, same reason you would like the Titans, honestly, same reason you would like the Raiders, ability to generate pass rush, advantage at the line of scrimmage on yep. both sides. Like, that's the, that's the Rams, and you're going to hear that case We all made that case for the Chiefs. We all made that case for the Titans. I was on this show doing it in both games. Like the Raiders, it was – what did we hear about the Raiders? It's the bookend defensive ends. It's Ngakwe and Crosby. They're going to cause cause a ton of problems. Like Or not. Or the opposite (laughs) of that is happening. So it's just – it's funny because the same handicap uh, has to apply here. Like it's Aaron Donald and Von Miller and this pass rush against this offensive line. And it's the Bengals like can they – Can they create any momentum at the line of scrimmage on either side? I guess not. But, like, can we also acknowledge that there's something, like, kind of more than the quantitative stuff? going on with this team it's, it's just weird like the day Brady retires we were talking about this on our show today do we have another dynamic starting not that Brady and Burrow are the same but where a team is like generating a ton of momentum and everyone's betting against them at every turn and they still win anyway and the, Bra- the Brady first playoff run Raiders Steelers in the AFC title game Rams in the Super Bowl the exact same dynamic was happening no uh, how, like how can they win there's no way they can win and then they win so just like acknowledging that something magical kind of, and I don't even yeah. use that word a lot might be going on here. No, I think that's like the coolest part about the game.
2: And really quick. That's exactly like I had people, cause I always go on in Milwaukee and like the people that were calling in today were like, well, what about, what does your DVO say? DVOA say now? Because like the Rams and the Bengals, like the Bengals should not be here, man. Like, I don't right. know. It's not
0: going to help you make it. bet.
1: Like, <laughs> no, no. I'm like, I'm, good, like I'm like, stat, if I'm betting on them, Ken, it it's it only
2: because them. I'm rooting for yeah. them. You know what I mean? Like right. exactly. there's no number that gets you there. I'm with you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Ken Barkley. That was our guy, Ken Barkley, a.k.a. Lockie Lockerson, a.k.a. Snowy Dareson, joining us on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort. And do I say ongoing weird? Ongoing. No. Ongoing. Ongoing. Okay. No, ongoing. You got ongoing. it. Ongoing. It just sounded weird. All right, Roman, let's, let's fulfill this destiny real quick. That was Ken Barkley on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care all. <laughs> Jesus, now I'm stumped on it. <laughs> care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Ongoing. 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 Cam, how do you say it? Quick. Ongoing. I'm Ongoing. Ongoing. I'm Ongoing. Ongoing. Ongoing.